Hey, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Dynamo Abroad podcast. Um, as I would say, as always, but as of the last two episodes, I am your host, uh, Eric. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, from the beautiful city of Reading is Nima. How's it going, Nima? It's not even a city, though. It's a town. But um, yeah, doing well, doing well. I know Nima has some very important plans tonight, so we had to move up our recording earlier. So we're just happy <laughs> that we could accommodate him. Uh, um, yeah, tough being popular. Um, all right. So I guess before we get started into the football um, and the Dynamo coverage, we did want to send our best wishes and congratulations, if that's really even the right terms, but just, I guess, happiness at the fact of Herson being liberated from the Katsap army. Um, definitely good to see. Um, I know, Dima, you had some thoughts that you wanted to share, as well as some results from some football matches in the past where Dynamo played against Cristal Herson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first of all, great news, you know, after um, what's, what's nearly nine months, it was nearly nine months of the occupation, so it's, you know, um, brilliant news um, to, to see that it's been liberated after, you know, all that hard work. Um, you know, been there myself, um, and hopefully I'll, you know, hopefully I'll be able to visit again sooner or later. But, um, you know, I just thought in in light of the liberation i thought maybe i'll visit some um revisit rather some uh dynamo results to do with um Kherson. so by going on transfer mark um which I, I i hope it's as reliable as i think it is um i can actually only see two results between dynamo and cristal Kherson, which is um well the biggest club in Kherson, which um, I mean, unfortunately, such as the state of the Ukrainian football, that I don't really think that they're, you know, as, as strong as they ought to be, you know, coming from a, you know, a big original capital, in fact. Um, and, it, you know, it goes, you know, that goes without saying, really, because the two results I have here, the first game is from the 99-2000 uh, season. Um, it was in the Ukrainian um, Cup run of 16 away in Kherson and the result was actually 4-0 <laughs> to Dynamo which um, to be fair Dynamo were you know a, a far better team back then but the goal scorers were Kornilsev, Mikhailenko, Dmitro who's the who was the Dmitro Odin manager uh, they scored an own goal and Maxim Shatskiv who um, scored the fourth uh, of course he always found a way to score um, so that was the first and the second goal this was um this was again in the Ukrainian Cup, but this is only in the second round um, in the 2005-2006 season. Um, again, oh no, hang on, this is actually a home game uh, for Dynamo, but this one ended 5-0 um, with uh, a hat-trick from Kleber, uh, who was a pretty good player, um, and then goals from Milevsky and Rebrov um, on the side. So um, hopefully we can we'll see Dynamo and Cristal play some more matches and by that I don't mean I want to see Dynamo relegated to whatever division you know hopefully they can you know become a serious team and um, play us in the in the Premier League but yeah um, not much to talk about from that unfortunately actually I, no before we can move on I think Yevtushenko who was the you know 
in addition to being a Dynamo legend, um, player-wise. He he also uh, was the assistant coach of Dynamo, and he was the head coach of Cristal as well for a while. So there's that connection as well. But um, that's about that's about that's about as much as you can really say about the football. And obviously, we have one of our own players who hails from the city of Kherson. Oh, oh, of course, yes, Karavai, yes. Well, I think his family's still there, so you know, very, very happy with, for him um, and for his family as well. Absolutely, good news for sure. Um, I guess continuing on the topic of more good news, um, a big win against Alexandria. Um, that, if we're being honest, I think it's a match that we should be winning, but given our performances in the league, as well as the fact that Alexandria have been performing well, I'd say this is a pretty comprehensive win, as well as a good win for the team's morale. Um, we've now jumped up, I believe, into like fourth or fifth. Um, we're a point behind Alexandria now. Um, it's a good match. Uh, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but... Um, I think to be honest, I don't think we were quite expecting such a big result. I wouldn't say it was um I wouldn't say it was the best as always. I wouldn't say it's a good performance. Um I think, you know, again, Bujalski with the goal, you know, it's got to be said. Um another match, another goal. I think he's on is it like nine at this point or something like that? That um, that was at, so and ironically, that was actually his sixtieth goal. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Well, um that's interesting. Um what I was what I was gonna say as well. Um I think at this point Boyalski has scored as many goals as he did last season already. Um he's um he's on nine goals, which is I think I think it's actually well up there in terms of the goal scorers, which I mean, it's the, it's the oh, he's he's joint top with Dovbuk. Uh, I didn't realize that, but you know, it's certainly the Ulfael, so um, maybe it's not that <laughs> not that hard um, to score. I thought Tsukhankov, I, I thought Tsukhankov had a pretty good game, to be honest. Um, I think he set up, was it two of the goals? I think he set up two of the goals. Um, of course, uh, Bujalski scored. Lundvik came off the bench. Um, should have started. Um, Lundvik came off the bench and he scored the second with Sehankov. Um, pretty good counter attack. And I, I mean, I'm not sure we should be counter attacking against Alexandria in in all honesty. Um, but it was a good goal. I'm very happy to see Lundvik to get a goal. Um, in all in all honesty. Um, but. Uh, unfortunately for him, Sheffield also scored, and uh, this is going to convince Bucheska that he's like the uh, Zidane region or something because he scored his first goal in like four years in the league. Um, it was actually pretty nice. It was actually. It was a good nice. finish. I give him credit. It was a good, it was a good goal. Good finish. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Um, from from this game, I'm pretty disappointed not to come out with a clean sheet. Uh, yeah. One of our uh, one of our ex-players from the academy, uh, Shulansky, who just sort of never broke through uh, to the first team. He scored, uh, he scored, um, which 
um, I mean, good, good, good for him. Fair play for him. He didn't celebrate, so you know, fair enough to him. Uh, it was pretty disappointing because Nishadet initially made the good save uh, because it was a, he scored a rebound. Nishadet made a good save, and then the defenders just stood, kind of you know just stood there watching and just let it happen. Um, and yeah, I thought Nishadet did come after um, come into it a few times in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Well, Vanat as well. I think he had a few chances. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, the score could have been bigger if he, if he, um, if he scored his chances. I, I, I do. I'm starting to get the feeling that you know maybe Vanat needs to become a bit more clinical. You know, overall. Um, I, I do. I do. Well, it's pretty obvious that he's better than Decision. Um, so I, I, it's not like his position's under threat or anything. But um, I think he just needs to put be putting some of these chances away. Um. Apart from that, what can I say? I mean, substitutions of Lonvaker part about as inspiring as ever with you know Vivcharenko, Harmash, Karavayev, and Dissedin. Um, I, I don't know what more I can say. I, I've noticed that since that since that um goal Vivcharenko scored against Fenerbahce was it against Fenerbahce? It was, wasn't it? In the summer. I believe so. Yeah. Um. And he just keeps like swapping the like he keeps substituting the left backs now, and I just don't think there's much need for that because you know, like one goal, <laughs> you know, he scored one goal. Um, it's not going to be like you know, uh, like some clever tactical substitution that's going to you know work every single time, unless he was injured, of course. But um, unless the Binchak was injured, but yeah, I doubt that overall. Um, but yeah, I mean. You've got, you know, the league's, you know, pretty much dead for us now. Um, actually, we're still behind Alexandria, by the way. We're now fifth. There we are. Uh, we're still behind them. Um, but I guess you've just got to say, you know, three points. You've got to take it. Um, it's not the worst team, but you know, like you said, we, we you know, we've got to be beating Alexandria. You know, whether they're in form or not, you know, it's got to, it's got to be. Um, it's got to be done. Um, you know, I was going to mention Kabayev again, but I, I'm sure you can all guess what kind of performance it was. Um, not not even sure. Uh, I need to bring that up. Um, once again, subbed out, and that kind of gives it all away. But um, yeah, that's as much as I have to say. That match or that goal from Vivcharenko was against Storm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Was it Storm or was it... Uh, yeah, Sto- it was okay. Storm. Okay. Um, no, I think those are some some great points. I mean, I like I said, I pretty much had the same thoughts. I did have some interesting uh, facts and stacks taken from the Dynamo website on this match. So I think I mentioned that um, Bujavski scored his 60th goal in all competitions. This was also... Um, I believe this was Luchescu's... Was it... Uh, yeah, so Dinamo win their 40th UPL match under the charge of Luchescu in the 20th at home. All right. Um, so this is one you might actually like. So Long like obviously got his first goal for Dinamo. Mm. Second Dutch player to score for Dinamo. Who was the of first? Course, yeah, Lenz, of course. Of course. Indeed. Um, yeah, maybe we should sign more Dutch players. I mean, in all honesty, you know, you can't. You can't really compare the two, but I do actually like the look of Lodbeck. Um, so far, yeah. you know, um, I haven't really seen, I haven't seen him in any big games because he simply hasn't played. Um, 
but from what I've seen, I, I, you know, I kind of like it. I kind of like yeah, it. I heard that he was one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, talent in, um, uh, it was Denmark, uh, in Denmark where he was playing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, on, on paper at least, um, looks to be a pretty smart transfer, but unfortunately, Dynamo don't have a good track record with these, you know, talented technical players, you know. Right. You've got to think of Duelund, um, who was Dan- Danish or, or is Danish, um, ironically. Um, but yeah, I just kind of hope it works out now because, listen, we, we've got to be honest, he should be walking into this midfield, you know, under, under yeah. a, you know, under normal circumstances, in, in a normal football structure, um, where, which actually works. He'd be walking into this team, you know, easily. No doubt about it. Agreed. Um, so I think we mentioned about Bujalski scoring. So this was his ninth UPL goal of the season. And to your point about matching his personal record. So this match, this does already match his personal oh, record oh, that he right. sent oh, oh, yeah. it, it, in 1920 and then 21-22 seasons. Oh, I see. And the season cut off short last season, you know, last last year as well. Right, so, um, right. You don't, you never know. But yeah, he's already tied his personal best, and then he's also scored um, in his fourth consecutive UPL match for a total of five goals in those. Sounds about right. Yeah, five goals in four in four consecutive UPL matches, which is a pretty impressive stat. Um, so it's nice to see him playing well. I mean, again, I do think that he, as I've said for several years, I do think he's a UPL player at best. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, again, I will never forget the goal against um, Brugia, which we'll get on to a second oh, yeah. in a second as we as we talk about the the uh, Europa League postmortem. Obviously, it was great to have a player like him show up in a big match like that to get us into the round of 16. Um, but again, he's definitely someone we need clicking in the in the Ukrainian Premier League. So it's it's good to see him, like I said, getting on the score sheet as well as contributing to the team wins. Um but yeah, so that's going to do it for the Alexandria review. And then we've got two matches coming up to preview. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to preview on Kolos and in Holetz, apart from the fact that it should be six points from those matches. Yeah, that's you, that's you it. You can't say much else, can you? I mean, although say, saying that, we did actually drop points in Holetz last year. Yeah, um, I didn't have a ma- opportunity. I remember I was getting, I, I was on the, I was on a plane when when the game was being played, and I just had such a bad feeling about the game. And I step off the plane. I check the first thing I do is check the score, and it's one one. I was like, "Oh man, I knew this was going to happen." But listen, um, all that aside, you know, it's you know, it's got it's got to be three points, right? Um, it's yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean, with you know, <laughs> it's just got to be three points. Yeah, I agree. It should be three points from both matches. Um, yeah. I mean, Kolos has given us some issues in the past at times. Yeah, I mean, true. but again that i still think that that should be another win i mean they're actually sitting in seventh right now only they're four points behind us um but again that should be six points and then we have also shakhtar play zoria this weekend too Mm. um be great to see if that match ended in like a nil nil draw with both of those teams dropping points yeah Um, but listen what does you know shakhtar is so far ahead of us does it even matter at this point I agree with you. I always want to see them drop points, but at this rate, you know, I mean, even... I, maybe not so much Shakhtar, but Zoria, yeah, oh, because yeah. I would, I would love which to says, see, which is pretty embarrassing, isn't it? 
it is embarrassing, but I think given the way that, and again, not denying that, but given the way that this season has started, if we go into the winter break in third place, I, I mean, I would be happy not with that overall, but I would be happy with how we recovered from the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but but I mean, it's just pretty been, much dead now. It's been a very weird season. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but Zoria beat us. I mean, I think it was three to two. Yeah, and then the right. next their next match day in the UPL they lost three to one to Ruch. So it's really you know, I don't think that was you know, I think it was self inflicted to be honest. I think you know, probably I think we should have been winning that game, but you know what's done is done, unfortunately. Yeah. and um, you know, you just got to say you know, you know, you've just got to move on. Um, I'm looking at um. Callus's squad now, by the way. Um, and you know, it's not really saying much, but they've kind of established themselves as a you know, pretty solid mid-table UPL team, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, usually, you know, they just do UPL stuff. Got a few like, you know, Shakhtar and Dinamo rejects. Um, but you know, they they do pop up with a uh with kind of a big result once every so often against, you know be it Dynamo or even, you know, um, you know, against Shakhtar or, you know, even against Zuria, Dipro, Din, you know, even a team like that. So I guess it's, you know, um, I guess we can't just go into the game assuming it's going to be um, a completely easy game. But I'm looking at their team now, by the way, and they've got, I've completely forgot about him, but they've got Miyakushko, and I, on, I honestly feel that maybe he's oh, not even yeah. worse than Kabayev. I don't even know if I'd have Kabayev over Miyakushko, to be honest. Good, but, fair yeah. point. Fair point. Um, but yeah, so that'll be the next two matches that we'll have in the UPL again coming up against Golos uh, tomorrow. And then Inholetz is midweek. Is that right? Like Wednesday or something like that? Uh, I'll check now. It's like I the 16th or the 17th, I believe. I think it's the 17th. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Okay, Thursday. Yep. So hopefully we'll be collecting six points and doing a good review of that next weekend. Yeah. Um, so best of luck to Dinamo in their next two Ukrainian Premier League matches. Mm. Um, all right. So now we move on from the good news to the bad news. Um, for those of you who were not aware and haven't been paying attention to us griping about our track record in Europe, uh, Dinamo are out of Europe altogether. Uh, they were knocked out of Champions League qualifying by Benfica, upon which they dropped into the Europa League group stages and did not win a match and finished bottom of the table and are out of Europe altogether. Um which for me, given the state of the squad, I, I'm not saying I'm happy about the performances, but I think realistically we are a domestic team right now that I I don't even know how well we'd fare in the conference league, maybe a little bit better. But I think that our attention should be on the league right now and hopefully making a push to finish. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but to finish top three, which is embarrassing. But yeah. that's that's the that's the state of the club right now. Is, yeah, that's um, how it is. So, yeah, I mean, just to review, I mean, again, so we had Luchescu and Dima, I'll, I'll bring you into this in a second. I've uh, a couple of things I have saved here. So Luchescu oh. joined in, in 2020, correct? Yeah. Okay. So if we take, if we take a look at European matches under Luchescu, and again, we'll go we'll, this season again. So impressively, we did knock Fenerbahce out of um, 
Champions League qualifying. We then knocked Sturm out as well. And then we lost 5-0 on aggregate to Benfica, which would have been nice to see us fare a little bit better, but I don't think there's any shame in getting knocked out to Benfica, especially yeah. given the fact that they well, were... I, what I would say is maybe not in that in that manner with that score, but Agreed. What they've gone what they've what they've gone on to do um since then um it's pretty impressive so you oh know, they finished got to, got to... they finished top of their champions league group and they had uh P- psg ben not psg juventus, um juventus and i forget who the who I the third was the team Israeli was team. was it oh maccabee Maca- haifa maccabee, or yeah. something like that yeah. yeah and they finished top of their champions league group yeah. which is very very impressive um, yeah, so you've got to say there's, you know, not probably not much we could have done about the loss, but you know, maybe a bit more in terms of the performance itself would have would wouldn't have gone amiss. But yeah, Agreed. it's done now. Um, you know, if we did if we did qualify for the Champions League it would have been catastrophic probably, apart from the money. Um Oh, without a doubt. Without so, yeah, a doubt. I'll, I'll I'll let you carry on with your yeah, so, you know, in the Europa League group stages, again, we did not win a single match. We drew against Larnaca, which, if there was a team that we should have been beating twice in this competition, it was Larnaca. Um, but, so let's just backtrack now for a minute, because I just want to do an overview of Luchescu in charge of Dinamo, specifically focusing on Europe. So if we go back to 2021, this was the year of the domestic trouble. This, for me, was arguably our best season in Europe. And I mean, his first season, I think was our best season with him overall. It's kind of hard to count last season due to the interruption with the invasion. You know, I think it was his only proper season so far. So it's right. Yeah. Actually, when you think about it that way, you can't even compare, you know, you can't even compare it to this one, you know, let alone last one, because, you know, the cup's not running and the, the league cup, uh, the super cup um, isn't running. Um, So, yeah. Um, But, you know, in terms of results and performance, absolutely, that's the best we've seen so far. I mean, we looked, you know, in Champions League qualifying, we performed, I mean, we conceded in in one match against AZ and two matches against Ghent, we conceded one goal. Yeah, yeah, that, that um, was, that, that was um, that I was excited for that um, at the we time. Played, we played very well. Now, in the Champions League group stages, it would have been nice to see us do a little bit better. I mean, I remember notably that 2-1 match against Barcelona where we played so well, and I thought we were very unlucky not to well, come away unlucky. at least with a point. You know, you can't really question that performance. Agreed. Agreed. But, you know, set like the, the 4-0 loss then to Barcelona, I thought was was inexcusable. 3-0 to Juventus. And I mean, again, those teams at that time were, they not, were not good. They were they, not yeah, good. they were they were shadows of their former selves. I'm going to have and a then, look, in fact, about the, the Barcelona-Dinamo game, because I, I can't remember who, who they had played, but I just remember it was like a terrible team that they had out. So they had Braithwaite. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, okay, so they had Serginho Dest, yeah, Firpo, Longley, Mingueza, Alenia, Pjanic, Pedri, Coutinho, Trinsau, and Braithwaite. Jesus Christ. I mean, from from that team, you could say that the only two successful Barcelona players are Pedri, who was who was literally just getting started at that time. I was probably I mean, I don't follow Barcelona, but I, I think that's his breakout season. And Tesh Dagen and the rest were just, you know, complete trash pretty much. I mean, I don't think most of them are even there anymore. I think 
again, I don't really pay that much attention to them. But no, I don't um, think any of them. I'm off the top of my head, I don't think any of these players are still there because Dest is on loan. He's on loan at Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah at Milan. Yeah, Mingeza and I think Mingeza moves. Longley is Longley's in Tottenham. Tottenham. Firpo wasn't he at like Leeds? Leeds. He's at Leeds. Yeah, Pjanic isn't there. He's in like Saudi Arabia or some somewhere like that. Alenia, God knows where he is. He's not in Barcelona, that's for sure. No, Coutinho was at Aston he's at, Villa. Yeah, he's at Aston Villa. He's at Aston Villa. Trinsal, <laughs> I think. I think he's Sorry. on loan. I I think he's at Sporting actually. That was I think last time I saw him, he was at Sporting, but that was a while ago, so I don't know. But probably in Brathwaite, God knows where he is, but he's not at Barcelona. So that kind of <laughs> that kind of that kind of sums it up. Kind of proves proves the point. Yeah. Yep, and obviously their manager at the time, Ronald Koeman, is no oh, longer there. God, yeah. Oh, forgot about him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So definitely a little bit better that we could have done in that group stage. I mean, I think we should have done better against Fed and Chabados in the two-two draw that we had on the road. I mean, we did beat them at home. It wasn't the most convincing one-nil victory, no, but no. you have to, be, you know, you have to win at home against Fed and Chabados with, with agreed. All respect. So we then finished in third place, dropped into um, the Europa League uh, knockout stages, impressively mm. beat Club Brugge, uh, yeah. two to one on aggregate. Obviously, Bujalski had that fantastic goal off of, I think it was good play between, I think it was like Jerson who, lob- Jerson, yeah, who like lobbed, yeah. lobbed the lobbed the defender and then I think maybe Tsehankov played it yeah, across yeah, to yeah, yeah, Bujalski who smashed it home. And then, you know, after this, we lost 4-0 on aggregate to who I believe were the eventual Europa League winners. Yeah. The performances were just so poor. Agreed. Agreed. So, again, taking a look at this, this was actually, I mean, some of the performances in the Champions League were a little underwhelming. But overall, it was a pretty successful year in Europe for us. Yeah. You know, to make it to the round of 16 in the Europa League. And then obviously domestically, we won the domestic treble, which was yeah. fantastic. Um, you know, last season, Champions League, uh, Champions League group, we had Barcelona again. This time we had Bayern and then Benfica. So this, I mean, this was a very tough group. Um, again, I don't think there's any shame with these teams in finishing bottom of the table. Yeah. Um, it's just some of the performances I thought, yeah. especially well, the against one, the Benfica first Benfica game. You, we we should have probably won that. We had a that was with, was that with the Shaparenko goal? Yeah, that, that was, was ruled the, out. That was a disallowed. Yeah. Dis- oh man, I remember I went crazy. Same. I looked like such, a, I looked like such an idiot when it was disallowed. I haven't been. I haven't celebrated a goal that much since. Just to be on the safe side. But um, since since you scored for MK Dons <laughs> against Bayern Munich, yeah, which was in Wikipedia, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame that was taken off. Um, but yeah, you can't, you know, with the, with that one, we were never really gonna, we were never gonna go anywhere. Um, unfortunately, agreed, agreed. But I mean, we also so we did not have a. Again, if we go into like group stages, again, it was good. We had one win against Brugge last season, or in twenty in twenty 2020, twenty 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 one. We only had one win in the group stage of the Champions League. Yeah. That year, no wins in the Champions League group stages last season, again, with Bayern, Barcelona, and Benfica. And then this year in the Europa League. Again. 
again, no wins in the group stages. We had one draw. And ironically, we had one draw last season as well in the Champions League group stages and the rest losses. So it kind of mirrored the same thing, I guess, last year to this year in uh, in European group stage, in European competition group stages. Um, I mean, it our qualifying in the Champions League seemed pretty promising, like I said, with knocking out Fenerbahce and Sturm. And then, I mean, again, like if you take a look at this, this was the Europa League, right? Compared to two years in the Champions League, no disrespect to our opponents, but they're not Bayern, Barcelona, Juventus, Benfica. Ren are tough. Um, Fenerbahce, I mean, I think are also challenging, but we had just knocked them out of Champions yeah. League qualifying. So I expected us to do a little better against them. And then I'm sorry, but Larnaca is the team that we should have beat twice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just there's there's no, no there's just no excuses for yeah, that. Yeah, there's an excusable that we couldn't at least. You know, I'm not saying I would have been happy with it, but we should have at least we finished third and gone down to the Conference League at least. Not saying I would have been again. Not saying I would have been satisfied with that, but yeah, it's pretty poor that we couldn't even manage that. Um, and you know, some of the performances along the way were just pretty hopeless. Like you, you can't even say that we got unlucky in any of the games because we didn't. We des we we deserved all the results. I'd argue that we that we received we deserve to receive those results. You know, all the losses and and draws. So if you take a look at six, so eighteen matches in in European competition group stages over the last three years, mm. one win. Is it not? Is it not one, nine? two, on, three? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Three There's draws. There's six games in the group stages. Right. And then that. and then twelve losses. Yeah. You know, just pretty poor, you know, no matter no matter how you look at it. I mean, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. You know, twelve twelve losses out of eighteen is um yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I so like I said, I just wanted to do because I know we we're talking about a post we wanted to do a post mortem on this season, which I mean, like I said, it was just not that great finishing bottom of the group out of Europe altogether, which like, I, I hate to say it, I'm not happy about it, but given the level of our squad and how we're playing, it's probably for the best that we only have a domestic competition to focus yeah. on. But it's interesting because we touched upon this in one of the last episodes that we had with taking a look at Luchescu's success in Europe with Dinamo and not say he hasn't had some success there. Like I said, if you go back to the 2020, 2021 season, um, that was to your point our best proper you know his only proper season with us so far and he performed well but if you take a look at some of the other group stage performances yeah. over the last three yeah, years you've got it's to just... say as well i mean you know we're a club that's won three european trophies you know for, for me that isn't really success is it you know it's better than this but it's you know it's hard to describe as success yeah that's fair that's fair um but disappointing nonetheless. And um, I think it adds to the disappointment when you see how we're faring in the league this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, not that it's saying much, but um, and this was one of the, the excuses that Luchescu was giving. And uh, actually now um, that we're out of Europe, the performance have actually slightly improved um, domestically. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah, listen, who, who's going to listen to that, you know, rubbish, that those excuses? Um, for me, you know, no matter how you look at it, it's not really good enough. Um, but you know, it's done. You know, the squad's not good. You've got to say that as well. Um, 
but yeah, you've, you've got to say, you know, this, this, especially this season, you know, because we weren't even in the Champions League, it's the Europa League, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to finish better than fourth in the Europa League, you know, you know, good squad or not. I don't think the squad is, you know, I don't think it was bad enough to get fourth place. Um, but that's what happened, unfortunately. Agreed. Um, I mean, is there anything that you feel that Luchescu should be doing differently or can be doing differently that might well, influence some be, better results? Know, it's, it's the same as always, isn't it? It's got, you know, it always comes down um, overlooking, you know, the, the level of the coaching, scouting, recruitment, squad, all that. Just overlooking that and, you know, working what with, you know, with what we've got. Um, you know, you've got to say some of the, you know, lineups, and you know some of the substitutions have just been baffling, pretty much. You know, because you know so poor. Like you know, to to anyone, they're like, no, you know, no, I'm sorry, but this is you know this isn't good enough. This squad isn't you know this team this eleven isn't going to be good enough to to get us the the three points or even the draw, or you know this substitution isn't going to change anything. And everyone seems to see that apart from Luchesco. Yeah. Um. And you can say, yeah, he's a manager, he knows best. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's just it's just been doing the same thing over and over again, you know. Same same 11 players, same substitutions near, you know, or thereabouts. And, you know, it's just not good enough. No doubt about it. No doubt um, about it. And, yeah, under no, normal circumstances, there, you know, it would have been a farce to see, you know, a manager uh, survive, survive this, this form. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess in uh, to sum it up in short, disappointing is probably what we could say about our performances in Europe over the last three years, as well as specifically our performances in the Europa League group stages this year. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, we'll see what happens as we focus solely on uh, the Ukrainian Premier League. And then besides that, the only other thing to touch upon is I have downloaded Football Manager 23 and have started a Dynamo save. And um, I've already started pulling my hair out, so that's great. Um, I overturned a 2-1 first leg defeat when I wasn't even in charge and beat, ironically, Larnaca 4-0 and then was knocked out of Champions League qualifying by uh, Monaco 3-2 on aggregate. But we'll see how we do. I'm trying a 4-3-3 possession-based tactic right now like I did with Marseille several years ago that I know Dima you remember. Um but course, yeah. uh but we'll see how it goes and I'll post some updates from the Dynamo uh from the Dynamo uh podcast site. But I think that's going to bring us to a close here. Um Dima if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yeah, you can find me on the 1927dima on Twitter. And then you can follow me at Libovich on Twitter to all of us. Dima, what you